You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Aloha, I'm Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Taste Podcast. Two Gen Xers who couldn't be more different, ample, ample, sample odd snacks, and discuss or argue about pop culture. Pretty good, huh, from memory? Oh, yeah. Very yeah? Because usually it's uh, written in my notes, but... Also <laughs> <laughs> memory. Yeah, yeah. So, wing it today. Uh, why? Because we are on location. Jamie, tell everyone where we are. We are in Kailua Kona, which is on the big island or the Hawaii island. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, Kailua Kona, big island, Hawaii island, and specifically, this is Poi Dog Deli. Right. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say cafe. <laughs> yeah, it's a deli, and uh, as you could imagine, lots of great sandwiches over here. Yep. And uh, some cool ambiance. I, I've been yeah, here yeah. once before, and I've told Jamie about it, and like, you gotta come here. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, uh, they do some good here, right? Yes, they do. We'll, we'll talk about that later, though. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> gonna get into all of that. Um, it's actually gonna sort of replace our snack review. We're gonna talk about food, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the cool stuff they got here at Poidog Deli. And by the way, they're not sponsoring this this uh, episode, but we just wanted to go somewhere and somewhere that's slightly louder than where we usually record. And why not, right? Why not? Right. Okay, but anyway, got that coming up. But first, live from New York, it's Saturday Night Live. Or it's Saturday Night. Saturday Night. It's Saturday Night. Saturday Night. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Night Live, that's what uh, this episode is about. And some rationale as far as why. Well, because the show has been mentioned in news a lot, or significantly, or a significant amount this Mm -hmm. year. Um, There's some controversy about some of the new cast members. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, uh, of course, Eddie Murphy making his return to the show. Right. In this uh, first half of the season Mm -hmm. of this year. So... Um, yeah, just we we've been thinking about doing this episode for a while, but so like I was saying, kind of feels right, feels feels ripe to do that right now. Yes, right. So let's do it now. Uh, before we get into it, though, of course we got our sponsor. We got to thank, and uh, this week's sponsor is Television. Who needs a babysitter? Television. Okay. What do they call them? Latchkey kids? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. the thing. And uh, Jamie's going to tell you to go look up something. And Jamie's, go look it up. Yeah. Uh, so I just found this little factoid that might be also interesting to you, Fernando. You might already know this because you're very... Up Smart? On, uh, no, but you're very <laughs> um, knowledgeable about stuff you like. Oh, that's, I, I do nerd out on some things. Yes. So spicy stuff, yeah? Oh, spicy. Yeah. I like right. that spicy. I'm eating it popcorn right now. But True. Go ahead. So the ho- hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it can kill you. The weapons-grade Dragon's Breath chili pepper is so hot it's downright deadly. If you ate one, it could potentially cause a type of anaphylactic shock, burning the airways and closing them up. Um, so there's a, there's a hobby grower of chili peppers who um, invented this pepper along with some scientists um, and he says I've tried it on the tip of my tongue and it just burned and burned so um, you may ask why did they invent this chili pepper dragon's breath chili pepper well as it turns out it was initially developed to be used in medical treatment as an anesthetic that can numb the skin Wow, mm-hmm. like like a long time ago, or like you know? I think fairly recently. Wow, yeah. that is crazy. Something so hot that it can numb the skin. <laughs> that, yeah, that, uh, does it say how many Scoville units? No, I didn't say that. Sorry. 
it's usually the uh, the rate that they came up with to, right. to rank these things. But wow, and what's the name of it again? Dragon's Breath. Dragon's Breath. That's the when you come up with a new pepper, it has to be scary, right? Mm -hmm. like a the, scary name, you yeah, mean? like the Carolina Reaper. Right. 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 It could be like, can't be like Cloud Nine chili pepper. Yeah, or Sunshine and Rainbows exactly. pepper. Exactly, yeah. you know, you know. That's the sound deadly. Unicorn poop. Yeah, no. not too deadly. No. Very good, go, go and look that up. Also, um, before we continue, just to call back to uh, our last episode. Mm -hmm. Which was puppets. Puppets, yeah. Puppets. You have any uh, editor's notes or anything you wanted to uh, add in? Yes, folks it, it, about to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, go back and look at listen to it. It, it was actually um, for just a puppets episode. It was actually pretty entertaining, I gotta say. Uh, but I just wanted to pay um, homage, and I, I you know, I, uh, I regret not mentioning these things uh, in that episode. But um, the puppeteers that I've watched on TV as a child, either with reruns or, you know. Um, just you know variety TV shows and the, there's three of them and you tell me Fernando if you've heard of these okay? <laughs> yeah okay okay because you weren't even a, alive so true uh, okay so first one is uh, Kukla Fran and Ollie no okay Syphil and Ollie no yes so from 1947 to 1957 it was they did have a children's TV show uh, Kukla is is two puppets and a person. So Kukla and Ali are puppets. Right. Kukla looks like kind of a, like a person. Okay. Ali is like a one-tooth dragon or something like that. Wow. And then okay. Fran, of course, is Fran. Is this black and white? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And then the second one, Sherry Lewis and Porkchop. Yes. Okay. Very familiar. So they were active in the, from the 50s to the 90s until she died, until uh, Shari Lewis died. When did she die? In the 90s? In the ni late 90s. Wow. So they um, actually had, she had her own show from six, 1960 to 63, and they were also on the Captain Kangaroo show. And after that, she just made a lot of appearances. Appearances, yeah. right, right, right. In the 80s. And um, of course, Shari Lewis is a woman. Yeah. Human, a human woman. Yeah. Pork chop was a really cute um, uh, lamb puppet. I believe someone did we talk about lamb chop in the last? We did it. Maybe. No, not in the. I remember reading about lamb chop. And maybe I think, before the puppet episode. Because lamb chop is still around. I think either her daughter or whatever yeah, like right. continued. I the, did read that. Yeah. Okay. She retains the rights, I guess. Yeah. And then we eat lamb chops every day. Anyway. The third one uh, was Waylon Flowers and Madam. No. Okay. So they were active uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, they were on Laugh-In, also Hollywood Squares, and also um, did a few segments on Solid Gold. And Solid Gold was like a talent show thing? Solid Gold was in, in a way like sort of a precursor to MTV because you have uh, the top 10 uh, songs of the charts uh, and you have dancers dancing to the songs okay. and then um, you'd have like, you know, I don't know, two or three actual of the actual performers of those songs come and of course lip sync to their music. Okay. Uh, I believe like the, the host, there had several different hosts, but one of them was Andy Gibb, one of them was Dionne Warwick, and I think there was a, a few others. Anyway, uh, Waylon Flowers, um, he was a man, he was the puppeteer. Madam was his puppet, and she was sort of an older, uh, very flamboyant, she had, you know, uh, very feathers, um, her hair was up, you know, very glamorous, like. Oh, okay. Uh, William Flowers was one of the first openly gay performers in mainstream entertainment. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And actually, they were pretty funny, I gotta say. Of all the three, the Cook of and Ali, Shari Lewis and Porkchop, and William Flowers and Madam, William Flowers and Madam made me laugh. Even when I was a kid. 
Oh, okay. So that was in black and white? I don't think so. That was in Technicolor. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> Quotachrome. <laughs> All right. As far as uh, reflections for me on that puppet episode, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, John, who was in that uh, troupe that I mentioned, mm. uh, Kidiotic. Right. Or Dixon Jane. Kidiotic. Uh, he... He heard about the episode being on Puppet, so he went back and listened. Oh. And he said it was great. Um, he said I'm a great puppeteer, but I think he's just being nice. Because <laughs> I suck. And... Oh, what I was going to say, too, is... Because we talked about the Muppets a fair deal. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking to catch up on your Muppets, especially your Muppet films, there's no better time than now, thanks to Disney+. Plus. Ah, good, good so point. To, yeah, so on Disney Plus, I added to my queue uh, the Great Muppet Caper. I think that was one of my favorite ones. Oh, and the first Muppet movie. It was the first. No, and the first Muppet oh, movie. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on puppets. Now, back to Saturday Night Live. That's my best uh, Don Pardo voice. Uh, let's see. I do have some background. Just hold on. Just for a second, while I bring up Wikipedia. Oh, look at that, it's reloading. Okay. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, simply known as SNL, is an American late night live television variety show created by Lorne Michaels and developed by Dick Ebersol. The show premiered on NBC on October 11, 1975, under the original title. NBC's Saturday Night. The show's comedy sketches, which often parody contemporary culture and politics, are performed by a large and varying cast of repertory and newer cast members. Each episode is hosted by a celebrity guest who usually delivers the opening monologue and performs in sketches with the cast, as with featured performances by a musical guest. An episode normally begins with a cold open sketch that ends with someone's breaking character and proclaiming live from New York in Saturday night, properly beginning the show. So there we go. Now, now that we're all caught up and we're aware of what Saturday Night Live is, maybe we talk about some personal experience. So what do you got as far as your personal experience or history with the show? Um, So I probably watched from, like, more religiously from high school age. Uh, you know, when I was actually appreci- appreciative of that kind of humor. Sure. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, what? You know, maybe you're not even allowed to be up that late. Well, yeah, right? that's what I was going to say. Not yeah. just appreciative of that humor, but, yeah, just allowed to skip the logistics of it, it all. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe I took a break in my late 20s, early 30s, because I was kind of busy. Uh, but I've always loved it. I always had an appreciation for it, for the format, for the talent, for the humor, for what it does for your life, you know. Yeah. It adds brightness and laughter to our lives. It's good to have something to look forward to and then yeah. um, something to talk about at the water cooler. Right, right, right. Uh, I've also, um, I've listened to a audio, I've listened to a lot of audiobooks. Uh, one of the types of books I was interested in is well, the subject of SNL. So I've listened to several uh, of the cast members' books, their autobiographies. Oh, cool. And then a couple of the ones that go more into the whole process, the, the history and the process of SNL. Right. So I've sort of kind of did a sort of a deep dive uh, for the topic of SNL as a whole. Okay. Now, if you ask me specific details, I might not remember mm-hmm. because you know my my brain is a little old. But um, yeah, I, I've so I've listened to Al Franken's book before he got oh before all that fired stuff. from the before he resigned from, from Congress. Uh-huh. Um, Martin Short, Tina Fey, David Spade, and a few others, and so it's very interesting stuff. Very cool. Okay, so I was eating popcorn through that entire thing, but I was listening. Right. It was very, very awesome. Um, I got really into the show when I started junior high. So we're talking mm-hmm. maybe 90, 91. And uh, I became obsessed with Wayne's World. 
and I'm not, it wasn't, I'm not sure if it was exactly that time, but it was like maybe 92 is when the film came out, 92, 93, something like that. I don't know. I didn't look at the year, sorry. But anyway, um, I, I was so obsessed with Wayne's World and of course Garth, right? Ah. Wayne Campbell, Garth Algar. I wanted long hair in high school, uh-huh. you know, but because I have like wavy hair, like I don't have the, it kind of looks like a, like a squirrel just like hanging out on my shoulder, you know, like I couldn't <laughs> do the long hair, so that I had to dash those dreams rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I discovered a lot of music from the show. Right. Like when we were driving uh, here today, I told you I discovered R.E.M. because we are listening to R.E.M. Right. Like in the car. So yeah, that was one of the bands because, you know, one of the many musical guests. And in fact, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, they, they even had uh, a special, um, I guess what you call it, like a, like a musical special that mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, like in their normal time slot. It was yeah. like, uh, you know, something like that, maybe at eight at night or something like that. Or it was like, it was like a, a clip show, I guess is what you'd call it. Just using all those musical clips from the show over okay. the years. I think I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I swear I taped it. I had it on VHS, so I watched it back a few times. Yeah. Um, I also had the calendar. Wow. Yeah, back in junior high. And I remember it was a big deal back then. It was like they were celebrating 15 years. <laughs> it was like the Saturday Night Live logo with the 1-5 in it. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a while now. Yeah. Now it's what, 40 and some change, I don't know, right? Times four. Yeah. Right? Feeling old. But anyway, that's my personal experience. Of course, it's given me a love for, uh, for sketch comedy. Um, I, I did fall off for a little bit during the college years. Because mm-hmm. I got kind of busy too, but yeah. I definitely came back to it. And of course, to I'd be lying if I if I said it, it wasn't an influencer for me in doing my own sketch comedy show on TV for two years right. called Almost Local. So yeah, that is my personal experience. And of course, the show hasn't just impacted us, but our audience as well, if you will. We kind of did a call out to get some, some folks uh, talking about uh, their experiences and maybe some of their favorites, mm-hmm. maybe not so favorites from the show, but... Oh, all favorites. All favorites, okay. Um, so this is in no particular order, so they, you know, it, they could be like, um, our, our, uh, our fans could be saying, oh, this is my favorite cast member, my favorite character, my favorite sketch. It all kind of uh, is a jumble, but... So again, out of the thousands that replied, we whittled it down to just a handful of lucky, lucky, lucky audience lucky members. People. So fortunate. Okay, so um, we have Jan, our friend Jan. Hey, Jan. Jan. Uh, he liked. He just said he liked Stefan and um, Sean Connery. I, I, I think he means the celebrity Jeopardy, Sean Connery. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good one. Um, also, uh, Susie. She says um, she liked the Lucian and Fagin uh, duo that the characters. Okay. Um, they appear on a weekend update, and um, I didn't write, write down the, the year, but the act, the cast members was David Korshner and Mark McKinney. Oh, Mark McKinney, yeah, from Saturday Night. I mean, uh, from Kids in the Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't recognize their names at all. Oh, okay. Uh, she also liked uh, the NPR's delicious dish. Sketch oh yeah, the Schwitty balls. Uh, yeah, Anna Anna, balls. Anna Gastar and Molly Shannon. Yeah. Uh, my friend Rodney, he um, he had a lot of them, but he said his all-time favorite is Samurai Optometrist with John Belushi. Oh yeah. Classic, classic SNL. But he also liked uh, Dick in the Box. <laughs> the Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake, uh, Lazy Sunday. Also, Andy Samberg, oh, Chris, yeah. Chris Parnell, yep. and then the Beyonce dancers sketch with, of course, Beyonce, Justin, um, Andy Samberg, and Bobby Moynihan. Oh, okay. Uh, and this other guy, I think he's your friend, Kyle. Uh, he liked uh, Debbie Downer at Disney World. Mm. I'm vaguely familiar with that. But yeah. Much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's Rachel Dratch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess, okay, I can see her doing that. Yeah. Uh, also, um, our other friend, uh, Cynthia, she likes the more cowbell sketch. Oh, yeah, the of one course. Of, um, 
Blue Oyster Cult, mm -hmm. the Reaper song, you know, that one, Will Ferrell, uh, Mike, he, um, I think that's your friend, Mike, uh -huh. he says he likes the um, Pee Wee Herman and Andy Samberg get drunk and tear up the town. That one's kind of hilarious. I'm, I'm not familiar with that, I have to, I have to go Google that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, maybe let's, uh, let's add one to our, our Facebook page, you can go ahead and watch. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. We're writing that down as we speak. And then um, our other loyal listener, Craig, um, he had a lot to say about SNL. I guess he's a super fan. Um, he um, he um, mentioned this uh, one episode with Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen. Uh -huh. And I wasn't, I don't know if I saw this episode or not, but I wasn't even aware that when the musical guest Kylie Minogue okay. was performing, you could see Ian McKellen in the background dancing and just having a grand old time. I had no idea. Yeah, so I gotta look at, look at that. Uh, so that's cool, that was cool. And some of his favorites, uh, Weekend Update hosts uh, Fallon and Faye, Kevin Nealon and Jane Curtin. Uh, some of his favorite sketches, um, Lothar of the Hill People, uh -huh. Point Counterpoint, um, some of his favorite cast members, Phil Hartman, Gilda Radner, Fred Armisen. Uh, and then um, I've forgotten that some of their sketches are actually like takeoffs on commercials. Yeah, like you know, parodies, right? Yeah. yeah. So some of his favorites were Cold and Blow. Yes, love Cold and Blow. Three-Legged Jeans, Schmidt's Gay Beer, <laughs> uh, Oops, I Crap My Pants, and The Love Toilet. Uh -huh. He also likes uh, Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. That was a good one, oh, too. Yeah, I like that. that. Yeah. Um, and he had a good last last thought. Uh, he says, Seems SNL hits home runs currently when cameos, re returning cast members, or Justin Timberlake are on the air. He really wishes some cast members got more airtime than they do. So great, great comments, Craig. Yeah, wonderful. And of course... Um, one of our new listeners, Cindy, she uh, had a comment as well. Uh, she said she remembers the baby name sketch. And that was with, uh, with Nicolas Cage in that one. Oh, yeah, okay. I, remember, I remember that one? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trying to think of the, the name for their baby. Was it like As We Pay or something? Yeah, so okay, he's, like, he's so sensitive about all of the names. <sighs> yeah, and funny. then at the end, like someone de uh, delivered something, right? Uh -huh. like, I got a delivery from Mr. Asswipe? Asweepe. <laughs> so stupid. That, that's why you realize why he's so sensitive mm -hmm. to all of these names. And these aren't names that it could be like, jeez, I don't even remember what kind of, those are like normal names. Yeah. But he was like, what? I can't believe yeah. you'd want to name your baby that. Yeah, because you, be, you can make up uh, rhymes, like insulting rhymes right. about well, it. Right. But it's just like everyday names like Kevin, Steve, yeah. or like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate it. Okay, so thank you to all the thousands that uh, submitted in our audience poll. Yeah, it was a, it was tough to, to whittle them down. Yeah. yeah. Well, congrats to the ones that made it through. Yeah, you guys are special. You're a winner. You're all winners. So let's talk about maybe our favorite cast members. Our turn now. Our, it's, our, it's our turn now. Okay. Um, you want to go like... Tit for tat? Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm first. So, uh, favorite cast? Favorite cast. Um, you know, when when it comes to dates and stuff like that, I'm not that good. So yeah. I'll just say 80s and 90s. Well, if you can tell me like who who was in the cast, I'll let you know like around that time. I just have I just wrote down two two okay. numbers: All right. Phil Hartman and John Lovitz. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking like uh, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. That was the same uh, era for me too uh, late 80s early 90s cast mm -hmm. uh, like you said Phil Hartman Dana Carvey yeah. uh, Jan Hooks Victoria yeah. Jackson Kevin Nealon uh, like you said John Lovitz mm -hmm. now there's um, my second favorite cast is like the the mid 90s cast and there's some overlap and there's actually one cast member in particular who's really powerful who's kind of in between both mm 
-hmm. Mike Myers. Yeah. He was yep. kind of with that older cast. He overlapped and then also right. with, with the new. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that mid-90s cast, I'm talking like Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, David Spade, mm -hmm. uh, Julia Sweeney, mm -hmm. who played mm -hmm. Pat, mm -hmm. that androgynous character. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, those, the, that's my favorite cast. Uh, 80s okay. and 90s and then mid-90s. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, definitely have tons of runner-ups too, for sure. But yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Well, yeah. But as far as a, a favorite cast member, though, like if you're just going to put all your chips on one cast member, who's it going to be? Well, I have several. <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> okay, Eddie Murphy, Tina Fey, Seth Myers, Mike Myers, Will Ferrell. And I got to stop, pause, and say, Will Ferrell, although I don't like him. I gotta say, his some of his characters made me laugh. LOL, you know, laugh out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Um, like the gap, the gap folding sketch. Okay. I think uh, Chris Farley did. Chris Farley was in it, and I think Jimmy Fallon, and they all played like women. Right. That were working at the Gap or something like that. Was he a manager or something? Yeah, something like that, and then. Did he come on a scooter? Yeah, and yeah. he had a tiny, tiny cell phone? Yes, that's And that right. made the other cast members laugh. Mm -hmm. I remember that, yeah. That was hilarious. And then also, although it's creepy, is the hot tub. Yeah. The hot tub guy. The Welshly Arms. Yeah. Welcome to the Welshly Arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other and than that... Wouldn't you say a hot tub really weird too? Like, Jonas in the hot tub. I don't know. Like, they wouldn't say hot tub, like, they would say hot tub. Because him and Rachel Drash, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Hot tub. The weird couple. I don't know. Uh, Always talking about how they um, eat like pounds of glazed ham before their lovemaking yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, also I, I mentioned Molly Shannon, uh, also Rachel Drash. They, yeah. they make me laugh. Um, I, I tried to whittle it down to just one. Whoa. Yeah, so I would say my all-time favorite, undeniably, is uh, Dana Carvey. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Um, just because he has so many iconic characters, great impressions, and just mm -hmm. such a talented guy. But then I also find it weird that his uh, personal endeavors kind of failed. True. You know, that, that Master of Disguise film, the Dana Carvey show, there's a whole like documentary on the failure of the Dana Carvey show. It's like he was not meant to carry something alone. Yeah, he was like an ensemble guy. But he's like nothing wrong the best. With that. Yeah. The best on the ensemble guy. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fortunate because I'm sure, you know, these people, they have high aspirations and yeah. they want to be able to make it alone. Yeah. yeah. But some of them just can't. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with being talented with talented. an ensemble. Yeah. Okay, so what? Th those are our favorite cast members. Now, what about favorite character? Characters. Yeah. Okay, so uh, mine's Stefan, of course. Okay. Uh, Phil Hartman as President Clinton. Ooh. Um, Kate McKinnon as Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. That was that like was one funny. of her first uh, <laughs> really great impressions. Yeah. Um, I like her uh, her Ellen. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Not as good as just as Justin Bieber, but yeah, pretty good. And then uh, old school, um, old school Mr. Bill. Mmm. Yeah, and yeah. I also like uh, Mr. Bill. Of course, Twinses, the driving cat. I have Twinses too. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not like it? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of going back to uh, our previous episode, because technically it's a puppet. True. Right. And I just like the fact that that um, it's a sketch that always starts over. You know, it ends in death, and then and then it bounces back. You know, like a oh, like two days ago or something. Or no. Or just like they're gonna die. Then, like that's the whole bit, right? Yeah, they always yeah. like drive off a cliff. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. die. Right. And then the next sketch, they're alive again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But is it is it Tunes's that survives? You think? You think maybe there's a hidden meaning or the, the whole like cats of nine lives type of thing? You think Tutsu survived those car wrecks? Same kind of uh, concept as Mr. Bill. 
Okay, you know, so you just think it's a... smashed all the time, right? Right. Yeah. So you think it's just a reset? Yeah. You don't think Tunsu survives these car wrecks, comes back and looks for more people to kill? Well, he's a cat, so yeah. he has many lives. Okay. They only did nine sketches. I wonder how many Tunsu sketches there are. That'd be interesting. Yeah. If anyone out there knows or has the time to do the research, yeah. then please let us know. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite character is Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Okay. That Phil Hartman played. Remember that one? Yeah. And he's always like, Your Honor, I'm just a caveman. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused by all of these lights and tall buildings. But I know one thing. Is that my client deserves compensation for damages? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he always has this long monologue. And stuff. Okay. Yeah. Or then um, he has one where he's drunk on a plane. What? I'm no, a caveman and I'm frightened <laughs> by your big flying machine. Give me another whiskey. No, I no? don't know. No? Okay. But yeah, I thought it was just a genius premise mm. and executed to perfection. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of going into some of uh, like favorite sketch ter territory territory. <laughs> so let's uh, go into that. What is what's your favorite sketch? Um, I have three that I could think of, but there's so like there's probably hundreds. Oh yeah, hundreds. It's a it, this is a tough job. Yeah, I think that's another reason why we put this off for a while too. Yeah, because but, you know, we just have to get it done. Remember what, what I asked you when we first decided to actually begin doing this episode? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what's our angle? How do we approach this? Because there's so many different ways to come into this. Right. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, sketches. Um, more One of the more recent ones that came to mind was uh, Comeback Barack. Oh. It was when Chance the Rapper was... Uh, uh, the host. Yeah. So he, him, uh, Keenan Thompson, and Chris Red. Uh, it was like a music video format, um, kind of like a Boys to Men, one of those like very yeah. stylistic, uh, you know. Uh, but it was hilarious. You know, obviously it was when um, someone was uh, elected to for president and uh, uh, the successor to. President Obama. Right. And then, yeah, they kind of. Um, Some nostalgia for the old president. E evoked what a lot of people were feeling and just put it in a hilarious song and sketch. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Um, also, I, I like uh, Philip the Hyper Hypo. That was, uh, Mike, Mike Myers as a hyperactive kid. Oh. It's hilarious. Is that the one like... He has it in a harness? Yeah, and then someone gives him a chocolate bar and then yeah. he pulls the entire yeah. Yeah, jungle yeah, yeah. gym down the street. Yes, yes. <laughs> he has yes. a helmet on and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the third one um, is a Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. You know, because, yeah, the uh, impressions of Sean Connery, uh, uh, Tom Cruise, Kurt uh, Reynolds. In, in fact... Just awesome. In fact, uh, my bass player's Instagram handle is Turd Ferguson. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Um, but I just wanted to say, you know, what I like almost as much as sketches themselves are my friends acting out parts of those sketches. Mm, you know, yeah. my friends and loved ones. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's almost as almost as good, you know, if not better. Because again, I mean, like when you're watching this in junior high or high school, mm -hmm. you come back on Monday, you know, during recess, that's what you do, you're waiting for class to start, you know, you act these right. out in right. class. Right. It's one of those things you do. Well, you did. I did, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite sketch, Chris Farley, as a motivational speaker, okay. always warning you about the, living in a van down by the river. Yeah. And there's a few of them, but the one that really is funny is when he um, he's talking about uh, how he's going to be uh, shadowing David Spade's character. Mm. Like, here you are and here's me. Here you are and here's me. And then he he falls and he smashes the table. He belly flops. Well, he always just disintegrates smashes the something. Table. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one when David Spade was laughing? I th yeah, after he and smashes the table. I think um, table. Shannon Doherty was the guest, I think. The guest I host. think so. She was right next to him. Yeah, 
There was also. She um, was laughing too. Um, there's the one with. Uh, what's her name? Kelly Bundy. What's her real name? Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. She was in one, right? Oh, it could have been her. Sorry. Like, same same actress. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I want to live in a van down by the river. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of time for you to live in a van down by the river when you're living in a van yeah. down by the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was good. It's ridiculous. It was good. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like we're talking about uh, those fake commercials that mm -hmm. they usually do after the monologue. Right. And there's one. Um, from the, I would say, like, late 80s era, Victoria Jackson was in this one. It was like a parody of those uh, those wart cream commercials. Okay. You know, where if you have a wart and you, like, put yeah. that ointment or cream on and then the wart falls off. Yeah. But it's not a wart, it's just extra fingers. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. you have unsightly extra fingers, you know, like, ah. one or two extra fingers. And so she's Sounds embarrassed. Okay. She's embarrassed by her extra fingers, and so she rubs that this oil or mm. ointment and then the fingers turn black and they just oh peel off <laughs> then it ends at the end like like hey Shirley you want to go to dinner she's like yeah let's make it at five and she holds her hand up because she's so proud that she only has five fingers now <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I, I would love to try to find that one no it's so silly I had this huge crush on Victoria Jackson what yeah, I thought she was hot. It's unusual. Well, in the 80s, I was all about blondes. So? And so I just thought like that she was, she was, I don't know, I thought she was attractive and, and really? very funny. Okay. Then for a while, I had this brunette phase. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I discovered Asians and then the rest is history. And that was it for SML women? Yeah. That was like, okay. oh, yeah. I know, let's get an Asian woman on SNL. Yeah, there hasn't. No. Well, I mean, you know, they're they're slowly inching. Yeah. You know, yeah. they got the Asian hand. Right. That's one step. You know. Well, first we it was hard to get um African Americans on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still well, still yeah. It's a bit. I mean, I think now they're down they're down to one African American woman. Yeah. yeah and one guy, um, and Chris Red, right? Oh, and um, Keenan. Oh, and Keenan. Oh, and from Weekend Update. Yeah. 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 So men, men are okay. So now we now gotta move to African American. I'm not sorry, um, Asian American men. Wait. And then after that, let's do some Asian American women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm talking about. See, there's still a ways to go. Mm hmm. So got some work to do. Okay. Yeah. Whew kind of tangent off a little bit but um how about host favorite host okay so um there's a lot but i just came up with one okay john mulaney oh, i think mostly because i didn't know who the heck he was uh -huh. up until then but he's funny as hell oh, and then yeah. since then i've i've listened to like some of his uh stand-up specials not the special but just oh. like little snippets uh-huh you know and yeah i like it yeah, his I like. Uh, you should watch his sound specials. They're really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His delivery, his timing. Yeah, his is timing. So he has that old school classic uh, yeah. style about it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when I was trying to think of my favorite host, I was trying to think who's in the Five Timers Club. Mm. Right? Those mm -hmm. are like if you host a show for five times, then you uh, get into the Five Timers Club. So I was thinking, and. Uh, of those guys, I'm thinking Tom Hanks. He's a national treasure, mm. you know? Quality stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you might th think of him more from um, his more serious roles and stuff, but when you think about his start, mm -hmm. you know, it was, uh, what was his uh, sitcom that he was in? Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies, yeah. yeah just yeah. ridiculous comedy. Yeah. yeah. And well, his, even his. Um, yeah, his bigger early movies, uh, besides Dungeons and Dragons, um, uh, Big, Big was his big. first big uh, uh, yeah. movie, and that was that was comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as Saturday Night Live, I love his uh, David S. Pumpkins. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the, um, the the Jeopardy one too. It was it. 
Black Jeopardy or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. And he was the, the white guy in, in yeah. the only white guy contestant. Kind of a redneck kind of guy yeah. to it. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that made you think and laugh at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so we already talked about Weekend Update or we mentioned that. So that, of course, that segment has been a long-running bit. It's mm -hmm. been a mainstay as far as, uh, as, far as uh, its piece in the show. Right. Uh, who's been your favorite host of that segment, Weekend Update? So I have to give a sh uh, the props to Tina Fey and Seth Meyers. Uh, oh, Seth Meyers. Okay, not, um, not Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. Not so much. Okay. Um, I like Seth Meyers and his wife, Seth. But that's just me. I mean, no, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not saying them as a duo or anything. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I guess they were together, like they co-hosted. Did they? Or did uh, she leave St. Thomas Jimmy? Oh, it was a kind of an overlap. Was it overlap? Because actually, actually, Seth Miles and Polar. Yeah. Amy Polar. Together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then for a while, um, Tina Fey and, and Amy Polar were together, right? I want to say yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like I like Jost and Che. I do too. I mean, I wasn't a fan at first, to be I honest. <laughs> you see, I'm always right. Yeah. You always deny me, but I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> Took me some time to come around. <laughs> Doesn't it always? <laughs> my uh, my favorite weekend update host though has to be Kevin Nealon. Yeah. Just I, I think possibly because that's. Why well, do his like his subliminal news? Yeah, 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 subliminal guy. Yeah. And uh, I th what I think too is because he was hosting it when I first got into Saturday okay. Night Live, so in my head, the I think he's impression yeah, there, yeah. He, it's it's his segment, mm -hmm. you know, even though it was Chevy Chevy Chase, mm -hmm. right, that started it. Off the top of your head, could you um, you name your least favorite weekend update? Yeah. Um, uh, Whitney Brown, Michael A. Whitney Brown, or something like that. Was like, I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't a fan. really short-lived yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, there's either you love him or you hate him, but uh, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I was going to say him as at least. But I, I, I'd say he's my, fav my second favorite. I like his humor. I don't know. you got to be down for that too, flavor. Like, low-key for it, we can update that's why, like, you just, you gotta be on board, and if you're not, then it's gonna be harsh. Or a guy in the mood or something like that. Yeah, he has his own pace. And then when, um, you know, when they were sort of, after Fallon and, and Seth left, and they were trying to figure out what to do, right? Right. And so when uh, Cecily Strong was there, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, no. that's right, I forgot. I mean, she tried her yeah, she damnedest, yeah. but she just couldn't pull it off. That's she, why I was, I really like when she, they took her off, but then she began doing the sketches and stuff, and that's where she belongs, I think. Yeah, yeah. when she does Weekend Update as a character. As a can, character, Yeah, yes. like those yes. are hilarious. But yeah. when she does it like as the anchor? No, no. that's just not her place. Yeah. And again, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because you know? Joseph and Che are not that great at sketches. You see yeah. him every once in a while. Once in a while, but when there's no, no one like no one else to, to yeah. take the, the spot. Well, both of them they come out of the writers' room, right? That's yeah. where they. Yeah. That's where they came from. Okay, that was very good. Weekend update hosts. All right, so on to musical guest. Okay. Because we usually try to highlight music in some aspects, so uh -huh. I thought this would do really well. So, who's your favorite musical guest? I don't have any. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not even like Prince or something. No. Wow. I, mean, I watched it when he had the the glasses with the the the, like All the, the third three eye glasses. Like, oh, that's so stupid, but kind of cool at the same time. Right. But you know, I already no. knew him. No, but his his early appearances in Saturday Night Live, like early '80s, like those were like really cool. I guess I just can't pick out pick out any one. You don't like uh, Sinead O'Connor when she ripped up the uh, picture of the Pope? <laughs> I, I, liked, <clears throat> I liked her music, but, you know, those uh, stunts do nothing for me. 
You know what's kind of like a zoo is whenever Kanye is on there. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Because, okay, like, <clears throat> say, nine times out of ten, or, or 19 times out of 20, I don't, I, I'm not familiar at all with the musical guests. Right. So, when they say, and now, you know, right. blah, right. I change the channel. <laughs> you know, that's or, usually or I, I go do my, you know. That's when I refill my cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I have to say, throughout the years, there have been performers that I have, quote, discovered for myself right. yeah. because of SNL. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think it, that's, uh, that means more now more than ever, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not like we got MTV to help us exactly. discover, you know. Exactly. So, a lot of times it's this. This is a main forum to discover music. Yeah, the main ways I discover artists is either Grammys or those kinds of award shows. Right. When they perform. Yeah. And SNL. Side note, another way I discover music is uh, NPR Tiny Desk Concert. I follow that on YouTube. I follow that, but... Um, I only click on the ones that I know, so I, oh, don't, really? I don't really discover anyone. Oh. Like every few months, I'll check in and I'll let a few episodes So one out of a hundred is someone I know, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll download that. That's how I found uh, Anderson Pack or Pac, and uh, yeah, I love that guy. Okay. Anyway, that was a tangent there. Uh, my favorite musical guest was Fishbone. I forget which year it was. It was in the 80s, though. They did that song, Sunless Saturday. Or maybe it's in the 90s. But yeah, Fishbone. Sunless Saturday. Good. Uh, Angelo Moore, he's a singer of Fishbone. He had this, uh, he usually sings with some kind of prop always with his, in his hand. You know, usually he plays saxophone on the majority of the songs, but this one he, he didn't play saxophone. So he has this uh, clear walking cane, you know, curved cane oh. and everything. Oh. And so he's swinging it around. There's one point he does this low swing, and like I forget if it's his keyboard player or his trumpet player, jump over the cane and he swings it around. Oh, okay. Yeah. As a planned thing, right? I hope so. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it was it cool. Be funnier like, if you swung it and <laughs> bang. Then it ends with this cool like uh, pocket trumpet solo from Dirty okay. Walt. So yeah, I enjoyed that, mm -hmm. and I I often hark back to that one. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now, of course, some of these sketches and characters, it gets so big that they move beyond that time slot of Saturday Night Live. And sometimes, especially in the recent, I want to say 20 years, they've been hitting the big screen. Even if they shouldn't have. <laughs> Even if they shouldn't have, correct. So, Jamie, what's your favorite SNL spin-off film? The criteria here, it has to be under the SNL umbrella, meaning that Lorne Michaels had to have uh, executive producer right. credit on it. None. Jeez. Sorry. Not even Wayne's World. I'm not saying I didn't see him. Right. But I can't say it's a favorite of anything. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Wayne's World 1 and 2 both like, were like the Bible to me. Um, I know. I know. Ladies Man? Nope. No? Superstar? Nope. None of that, huh? Nope. Corky Romano? Nope. <laughs> None of that. Night at the Roxbury? No. <gasps> oh, so you watched it? <laughs> a little bit. But just not a fan. You know, I landed on it when I was surfing. Yeah. yeah. Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan. No. See, I don't like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Chris Kattan just gave me the creeps. Yeah. You know, his mango thing? Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. A friend of mine who, you know, has done some production work in LA, she told me he's kind of a dick, Chris Kattan. Oh. Where he, um, they were working on a small indie film and uh, they sent a bunch of people to go and pick him up and they made their way all the way to his house. He made them wait for an hour and then once he was ready he said, you know, I think I'm just going to drive. And they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Kind of uncool. Why do, why do they, I mean, you know, without people, without fans, they would be nothing. Exactly. And don't they realize that? I, I just don't understand. I think they forget about it. They, they forget. They, they forget. They yeah. become bigger than. They think they're bigger than they are. Like you know. Yeah. That, that's when you need reality to come in and kick them in the nuts. 
So what's its effect on pop culture, Saturday Night Live? It's huge. It's, around, it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Like, case in point, just today, you and I were talking uh, on the way, uh, on the plane over yeah. here. Uh, and we're talking about something totally different. And I said, not going to do it. And then I said, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah. yeah, Dana Dana Carvey, right? Yeah, Dana Carvey. Uh, imitating uh, Bush, George H. W. Bush. Yes. Yeah. And so you know I, I love the way, like, especially the political figures. Right. Um, what what enters the pop culture zeitgeist is not what these figures said or did, per se. Right. It's what was on SNL as impressions of them. Yes. You so know. people aren't really doing an impression of President Bush. They're no. doing an impression of Dana Carvey doing yes. the impression. Yeah. Yes. Which is crazy. Yes. Crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, there's this whole genre now of political satire, late night shows. Yeah. Right? And I think, you know, a lot of that may not have existed had we not had uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, with Weekend Update and all of that kind of stuff. You know, like uh, Daily Show, the Colbert Report, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's those kind of shows. I mean, there's some people that literally, that's how they get their news. (laughs) You know, those people that never watch CNN, Uh they don't really watch their local news. Right. Sometimes, you know. Which is uh, unfortunate because they're obviously getting it in a heavily skewed skewed way. Yeah, for sure. But at least they are aware it exists. You know, recognize that. Yeah. Hopefully. Sure. And I think uh, again, just going back to the art of sketch comedy, I think just the show it laid the foundation, paved the way for a lot of other shows that may not have come along if Mm -hmm. had they not been there. You know, Mm -hmm. like. uh, uh, like Kids in the Hall, Mad TV, Key and Peele, Chappelle Show. Granted, you know, Monty Python was before uh, Saturday Night Live, but I think it was Saturday Night Live who introduced that monologue type of style. You know, like there's a monologue and then you can have sketch sketches, right. you know, based off of that or sh- offshoot from it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I think lots of, uh, lots of credit goes to Saturday Night Live. All right, so I think that does it all for Saturday Night Live. So on to our next segment, Opposite News. Okay, so this is some odd news, and uh, of course you might have opposite opinions on these, but Jamie, what do you got for your news story? Okay, so I got two of them. So the first thing, the first one was... well, this episode will air after Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Is it coming out on Thanksgiving? Hmm. Well, maybe. I think it is. Also, that, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I found an article, um, most popular Thanksgiving dishes in every state based on Google searches. Okay. <laughs> so um, obviously there's 50 states, but I just concentrated on my... Your home? Hawaii. Okay. So for Hawaii, um, for savory, it was turkey gravy. Ooh. Which I can understand that. Mm-hmm. We're all about, you know, Hawaii is very gravy, gravy uh, focused. Tell them what they, what you say if you want gravy on your, on your meal. Gravy all over. Yeah. yeah. Gravy all over. Or gravy on the rice. Because maybe you know, maybe it's a hamburger steak with which already has gravy on the meat, but you could say gravy on the rice also. Uh, you can also gravy all over. Technically, means you also want it on your macaroni salad. I want it smothered, yeah. But you know, the restaurant might not do it for you. I mean, you know, when you order something, anything over the phone, uh, you're seventy-five percent chance of getting it right you know anyway oh so then the sweet uh, Google search for Hawaii is weird brownies I thought that was weird brownies yeah what about brownies okay savory was turkey gravy yeah sweet 
Google search. Oh, okay. Brownies. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, why why not pumpkin crunch or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, love that would crunch. make a lot more sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, that was my one. So you can go. Oh, okay. I only got one. Um, okay. Also to do with food. So happy Thanksgiving. Um, so this guy, he in Arizona, he says, and he's fully confident in saying this, that a taco saved his life. His name is Ryan Bishop, and he avoided a bullet thanks to his taco. Now, I know that sounds like a, a taco blocked the bullet. Um, that was not the case. But what happened was... Um, he was sitting in his car, uh-huh. and uh, he ordered a taco, and he didn't want the taco, you know, and the filling and all of that stuff to fly out of the car, so he rolled up his window, okay. and he heard like a large, a, a big boom, a big crash uh-huh. from his window, and um, so he thought that it was a rock or something, you know, okay. that hit, so he pulled over foolishly, but he just wanted to see like, oh, what happened, you know, pulled over. But they heard more pops. Okay. So he got back in his car, I think, and just drove off. And later on, he found a bullet on his dashboard, realizing that it was a shot that was fired. And it would have hit him had it not been deflected a bit from the window, thanks to the care of his taco. So okay. he, so yeah, he says, <laughs> the taco saved his life. All right. I guess he's right in a way. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I would love a burrito to save my life. I'm not sure how, but I'm game. You never know. You never know. The year is still not up yet. Yeah. Yeah. The year is not young, but it's not not over. Yeah. That's my opposite news. You got another one? My other one is um, there's a woman who went topless in her own home could be labeled a sex offender. What? Yeah. So, so this is in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh-huh. Say no more. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next segment. I'm just kidding. Okay. Go ahead. Jeez. So um, a Utah woman, she uh, went topless in her own home, but then her um, step stepchildren saw her. Okay. Uh, apparently, she was cleaning out the garage or something with her husband, and they didn't want to... Uh, get their clothes that dirty <laughs> so she went topless and her stepchildren uh, I guess came upon them <laughs> they were offended and oh. they told their mom which is like the, oh. ex, the ex of her current husband right got it and the mom went ballistic uh-huh. and reported her right um, so I'm I'm kind of on the fence on this because yes you should be able to be naked in your own home as long as you're not like opening the windows and standing by the, right. by the public view picture window yeah, yeah. Um, but if there are people in that house that shouldn't see you naked then shouldn't you do something you know shouldn't you just take it upon yourself to be, take that responsibility true so, you know, there's two ways of looking at this. Yeah. Um, and then one of the arguments uh, is that this law, of course, the law of exposing yourself is unfair because men and women are treated differently. True. Uh, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. The children, by the way, were ages 13 and 9. Who was 13? The boy? Oh, it doesn't say. Oh. Doesn't say. I mean, not that it really, really matters, but I think a 13-year-old seeing his stepmom naked. Yeah, so if this woman is convicted, she could be required to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Okay. See? See how... That sounds spiteful. So there's an um, advocate um, campaign that's trying to help them, I guess. Right. The campaign is called Free the Nipple. <laughs> Isn't Janet Jackson the president of that? Oh, she should be. <laughs> wow. That's all I have. Okay. Opposite news. Thanks. 
on to the snack review. So like we mentioned, uh, not so much of a snack review, although we could kind of make it a snack kind review of. if you like popcorn. Yeah. But anyway, uh, like we mentioned at the top of this episode, we're in Kailua Kona, which is on Hawaii Island, the big island, mm-hmm. at Poi Dog Deli. Yes. And so rather than just talking about snack, we just kind of wanted to review the overall establishment yes. as a place to hang next yes. time maybe you're in Kona you want to hang out here mm-hmm. it's on what is this Henry Street I think and uh, lots of parking oh enough I don't want to say lots but enough parking bad. yeah, yeah. Um, we, we're, we're kind of facing the parking lot so we can see open spaces now and it's kind of been like a coming and, and going there's a view of the ocean which is really special. It is. Yes. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it's uh, the elevation here is pretty high yes. up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, as you can hear in the background, uh, some rhythm and blues, some oldies, you know, it's some good, good stuff. Music. Yeah. The uh, vibe is really cool. The seating uh, arrangement is kind of uh, unique too. Mm-hmm. Imagine like uh, rustic picnic tables mm-hmm. indoors. Wooden. Yep. And because they have like what one, two, three, four, they have five of these picnic tables. And because there's only five of these, but they're long, they encourage strangers to sit together. And a lot, I think a lot of them do. I, I overheard some people as they were leaving say, nice to meet you. Yeah. So maybe you heard that in the background too. Yeah. So that was cool. That's cool. Uh, the overall vibe, kind of like a TGI Friday, kind of tchotchke kind of stuff on the walls. Kind of surfer in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Surfer-ish. Yeah. Uh, relaxed beach. Um, so there's, uh, it's, you know, um, they're into those uh, those vintage metal signs. Yeah. Yeah. A guitar clock. Like right behind you is a picture of Elvis. Uh, behind you, Janis Joplin. Okay, there you go. So there you Enough go. Enough said. You know? Enough said. Um, the food. Uh, we 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 weren't hungry when we came, so we didn't get like sandwiches or something. Yeah. I wish we could have. Yeah. Uh, but the selection, their food selection seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, their beer selection, I don't know if you saw. Yeah. Seems pretty good too. Yeah. Do like yeah? Uh, IPAs. A lot of IPAs and stuff. There's like some craft beer and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. they even had a little bit of uh, a bottle of fizzy water for me. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is. Which is kind of rare. Yeah, you don't see that everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You want to tell them about their popcorn though? Yeah. So. Uh, at first, I, my memory was a little foggy, so I thought popcorn just came with everything that you ordered, but um, you can actually purchase the popcorn as a side, mm-hmm. and it's totally worth it. Of course, it's your it's your starch, right? It's like uh, how you'd have chips usually with yeah. your sandwich. You have popcorn instead. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a few different sizes, uh, but then you take your popcorn and you take it over to their popcorn bar. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where you make it your own. Yeah. 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 So we both got popcorn. Mm-hmm. And what did you put on yours? I put the uh, traditional movie butter powder with um, lihing powder uh-huh. and a little bit of Parmesan. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I also did lihing powder mm-hmm. uh, with dill. Although I don't think a whole lot of dill came out. Mm. But once I did the lihing powder, like, yeah. So you did have a, a pickle also. So. And I had a pickle. Yeah. Just had a pickle. I, just, I was feeling like a pickle. They had like a huge pickle jar in the front. So that probably took care of the dill uh, craving. Yeah. 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 Um, and you had the cornbread. Yeah, it was one of those grab and go things at the at the counter. Corn cheesy cornbread muffin. It just sounded too good to pass up, so I got it, and it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead, yeah. And then uh, they have, okay, so it's called Poi Dog Deli. So they're table markers, you know, like, so you order and they have to prepare it. So you take a table marker with like a, a you know, one of it's, it's tall. That's tall metal stand. Maybe it has a, a number on it. Yeah. And you just put it on the table that you settle on. But because it's Poi Dog Deli, each of the markers has a, the, a picture of a real dog and then the contact information for the local animal shelter. So that was a dog that was up for adoption. For those of you not from Hawaii, a poi dog is like a mutt, or yeah. a mixed breed yeah. that has hybrid vigor. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I, I actually asked about the markers. Yeah. 
Uh, and when they first opened, all these dogs were up for adoption on these markers. But within a month, they were all adopted. Wow. And they have like a good number of, like maybe 15 yeah. markers. Um, but they just keep the pictures because they're, they're cute, obviously. Yeah. So eventually, she said, um, they'll switch it out and yeah. have different dogs. Yeah. That's totally cool. So that is cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's always good when you're at a business and you're uh, supporting a, a good cause in some way, shape, yeah. or form. There's something more to you than just, you know, making yeah. a buck. Yes. You want to explain what a, what leaking powder is, though? Okay, uh, so leaking. <laughs> That's kind of hard. It's a it's a dried plum. Am I right? I guess. Right. It's yeah. almost like a spice. When you consume it, it's like a spice. It's so tart, right? It's the a seed blend is. of sweet uh-huh. and savory, and a little bit maybe a little bit tart. Yeah. It's hard to explain. But you guys, if if any of you listeners uh, who are not from Hawaii. If you visit here, definitely try something that has lihing, um, lihing flavor or powder on it, and that's spelled L-I space H-I-N-G. Okay. When I used to tour a lot mm-hmm. with my band, we would take like a bag of lihing seeds with us, yeah, and we'd, we'd have fun just giving it to people oh, on the okay. mainland, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give it to a guy. Like, I feel like a thousand flavors are exploding in my mouth right now. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Is, if, if Willy Wonka created a cracked seed, it would be a leaking. <laughs> you know, because like... Uh, but he wouldn't like the, create it because it's already created. True, true, true. But it's like Willy Wonka, like, uh, you know, like, it's like the never-ending gobstopper. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're trying to say. So there you go. Um, I, I give, like, we have to rate everything, right? So, Koi Dog Deli, I'll give this place like 5.5 out of 6 paws. Mm. Okay. Um, I want to reserve judgment a little bit, so I'll make it a little low. And then next time I'm here, I want to come for lunch or something. Try the actual sandwich. Yeah, yeah because I have come here before, so I did enjoy See, yeah. Sandwich. Uh, so I'll give it like a like a seven out of ten mutts. Okay. Yeah. With with room for improvement. Exactly. Uh, or another chance to improve. Yes, definitely. Based on your next visit, yep. which will there will totally be one within twelve months. I'm kidding. Well, who knows? Maybe. We'll be back here next well, maybe. year. Yeah. Maybe probably. But anyway. Uh, that is it for this episode, which is episode 35. Yeah, it is. Five, sure, sure. five more episodes of this season of the podcast. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe this episode and listen more. Listen to more episodes. Listen back and get <laughs> caught up on all the action wherever you get podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Hopefully like our like our. Facebook page, Opposite Tastes Podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. We still have the group. Yes, we do. Yeah. And we're on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of ways to connect with us. So, you know, connect. And of course, thanks always to the Buns Podcast Network. It's so great doing a Canadian podcast out of Hawaii. Yeah. Because it makes sense somehow. <laughs> somehow it makes sense. So, from Kailua Kona on the island of Hawaii, you take care. Aloha. Bye-bye.